Welcome to the mic, Chloe Kemp from Kemp. It's time to be frank, it's time to vent. From mental health to parental death, where the humour is dark as she's bereft. There'll be tears and there'll be laughter, and of course there'll be talk about those pyjamas. So pull up a seat, you're in the front row now. Turn down the lights, it's time to get the clothes down. Let's get the clothes down. Hello everyone and welcome back to Get the Clo Down with me, Chloe Kent. Today I'm with Jem Rose, who as most of you will know is in Married at First Sight 2022, mum of two and CEO of Jem Rose yeah. Hair and a tattooed Thanks. queen. I just want to shut that in. <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, how could I, I hype you up here? But... If I ever resign. The tattooed, the tattooed queen, queen, do Watch that. Out. So one of the first questions that is just like, I think everyone just wants to know is, because I didn't realise that the filming, did it finish in July? So yeah, we, uh, we, our weddings were filmed March and April because ours were obviously later. My wedding was the 29th of April, but, um, and then we sort of leave the experiment um, in May. So uh, we go back for the reunion eight weeks after, so in July. So the re- everything's pre-filmed, you know, obviously everyone's, like watching it in as it's happening but it's not it's so it's mm. all been and gone for us so how have you been since the show because I know I mean obviously you were so vocal yeah. on Instagram which which make that that's yeah. what made me love you because I, I love somebody who recognizes that something's not right and 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 they just expose it they tell the truth they tell their truth so, yeah. so how has it so been that, since um, that's the first time in reality tv history that someone's called out a reality tv show as it's being aired so I it's the first time it's ever happened. I'm the first person that's done that, and I'm very—I am proud of myself. But I also feel a huge responsibility for future pe- people that are going to believe that these reality TV shows—you know, reality—it's not reality. Um, so, no, no. That's... Um, I've, I've been concentrating on. Um, I'm just start, starting up a change um, on change.org. I'm starting up a, part, a petition to um, highlight the fact that it never says... Um, Made in Chelsea says some scenes are created for drama. I just want to change it so it at least says some scenes have been edited for drama. So people open their eyes and they stop... It will really help with trolling. It will help with interviews of people. Yeah. People will be like, hang on, but they did say some some scenes are edited. And that's what just needs to change at the very least. Yeah, and when, when Towie did that, um, well, they've always said that, to be honest, you can appreciate how some scenes are set up, you know, they how how sometimes two people are forced to bump into each other, and then you can kind of understand how it's yeah. all come about. But in your case, I mean, especially in the early episodes, it literally looked as like you were some sex-crazed psychopath, I mean, I and it wasn't, it wasn't fair. I'm a sex-crazed psychopath, however... Um, <laughs> It was massively. It was it was reciprocated, um, which, yeah. which is. I'm sure some people are like, of course it was. He was in the next room slagging you off. But my friends and family that were there are so shocked that he was in the next room saying those things. But I can. I mean, I'm not defending him because he is an asshole. But he he was. Mm. We are coerced. Like if you say something, they'll go. Oh, can you just elaborate on that? Can you just say, just say it ten times? Then we're gonna we're only gonna use one of those. But it doesn't happen like that. So, you know, they all just yeah. take it a bit far and they go, would you say it's ruining it for you? Would you say getting the ick? And you are coerced into elaborating to something that you perhaps wouldn't have said. Well, I, I screenshot something from your Instagram last night and it says, somebody said, 
is there anything that happened that you think should have been shown on maths but wasn't? And you spoke about, I hope you like it rough, yeah. hand around neck, and the coil so, comment. Um, these all happened on the bridge whilst we were having our wedding photos, which is the, some of the photos I've shared. Um, and I've got a photo of his hand around my neck, which the photographer captured, which is where he was saying, you know, I hope you like it rough. Obviously, I'm like fucking happy clapping. I'm like, can't get in there. This yeah. gorgeous guy is telling me if I like it rough. And yes, I do. Um, so I just thought, fantastic. And then, you know, I, we were talking about children and he didn't react the way that it, it was shown. He was actually, he was like, I knew I was going to get matched with someone with kids. He's, I just knew yeah. it. Like, do you want more at least? I was like, yeah, I do. I was like, I've just, you know, I've got a call. And he was like, can we get a fucking coat hanger, please? And on, honestly, at the oh, it was yeah. a vibe, though. It was hilarious. We're both his crew. Mm. However, for it to be, I kind of believe that he's watched the edit and it kind of like serves his memory and justifies the way that he did behave. So he's, he at no stage stuck up for me. That's one of the reasons I got very upset because I messaged him to clear the air when, but just before it aired. Uh, yeah, because if it was if it was a back and forth tongue in cheek thing, that would have been such a different exactly. situation for the viewers. viewers. Might have said maybe he did lead her on a little bit in the beginning, and also like with that dinner party where you know I kept touching his leg. He had called me just before that dinner party because we had to isolate separately until then. Mm-hmm. And I said I'm not going to change. Like you can either I can definitely learn boundaries, but you can't control someone's behaviour. Um, you know, either accept me the way that I am. And I said to him, you know, you have the same sense of humour, but you don't want to hear it from a woman. And he was very adamant, like, I want to get back to where we were. So obviously, and he was saying to that affectionate place we were at the wedding day, because we were all over each other, you know, mm. be like, touching his leg. he's told me to like, get back to that place. But he set me up to, to you know, let, let me get angry because you're doing something that on camera, it looks like I've told you not to do, even though I've called you before. It's just, it was all just such a straight, I felt set, when I re- reflect on everything, I think I was set up again and again and again. Because mm. there's, there's, there's two huge things in Married at First Sight that I felt like in, in editing, they just cut it off and no one, and no one mm. knew what was happening. So the first one was with Adrian, who was going to say something about George and we never knew what he was going to say. But the second one was your situation when Matt come out and said that, comment at the restaurant with you and you never really got to explain it or not that we saw so um he actually said when we met up for that uh the morning after that restaurant trip so we were so I'll start with the restaurant we were at the restaurant um Matt had started making comments before we left like sexual comments I went well you're doing it now so and he was like I must just be getting used to you so and I've been really quiet I've been a shell of myself because I didn't I'm scared to talk in case I said the wrong thing because you kept getting upset with my sense of Mm. humor 100%. 100%. So we went to this restaurant. Um, we he'd walked out just before, and I'd got I'd gone and found him, and he'd come back, and we'd managed to sort it out. And I don't like arguments. I don't I like. I mean, I'm 31 years old. There's absolutely no reason to to let something escalate. I'd like to snip it in the bud before mm-hmm. it becomes an issue. So we went to the restaurant. We didn't really discuss the argument, which was just him. St- I can't even remember why he stormed out. I think it was something I'd said. <coughs> um, we went with our camera woman and our young cameraman. Um, and she had a friend who lived in Portugal. So he was our guide and he was a cameraman as well. And um, it was the five of us. So we went to this restaurant, beautiful restaurant, all having drinks. I think we both had a couple of cocktails. He might have been drinking whiskey. Um, and literally, like I said, there was these sexual comments and it was back and forth. 
And I said something and he just stormed off again. And I just thought, I said, but I said to him, it's all right for you to do it, but it's not okay for me. And I've gone quite quiet and I said the same thing again. I said, you keep doing it. It's all right for you, but it's not right for me. That's not unacceptable. Just went mm. like purple with rage. He was about to flip the table. Like that's how angry he looked. And I was just like, I think he just knocked his chair back, like his chair knocked back onto a wooden floor and it's a wooden chair. And I think he just triggered in his brain and he thought, oh my God, what am I doing? But he'd gone too far. So he stuck with it and he stuck. He went and he wouldn't speak to me for 16 hours. And when he said I was masturbating at table, or he didn't even say that the first time at the conversation, he said, you were masturbating over food. It's because I had some oysters and I was like, <laughs> and it was like, just. Oh no, is that, that it? That was literally it. Like we were eating oysters and I was like, uh, and like my mates will take the piss out of me. Sorry. My mates will take the piss out of me because when I eat, I make, they say I make love to my food. And I've always, I've said that to him. I was like, every, my son does it as well. Like I just, I'm like, mm, mm. And my friends are like, stop like being orgasmic about food. And it was literally, <laughs> that was it. So <laughs> Jesus Christ, the, the way it went yeah, on. So the next day when we sat down to have that conversation, the first thing he said, which I was really upset it was edited out, I sat down and he said, when I fucking talk, you don't. You will get your... <gasps> Where are my children? He said that. He said, when I fucking talk, you don't. And he was like, you'll get your chance to talk. And that's why I was having a panic attack, because I'd like... And that's why I said, Matt, I have to stick up for myself. I have to defend myself. More than once. Yeah. I said, Jesus Christ, I don't fucking masturbate in a restaurant. And, like, that's all been cut out. Everything's been cut out. So. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> you, you've got two children, so it's such an awkward thing to air and then not allow you to clear so, it up. Uh, we had a conversation. After that scene was filmed, we went upstairs, and I took him to one side, and I said, Matt, I was like, why would you... I was, like, having a panic attack, and I was like, my kids are going to watch this. I cannot believe you said that. Well, obviously, we wasn't true. Yeah. Maybe I should explain to you why I'm so eccentric. I said, you know, I had a difficult childhood. You know, this happened, this happened. They were very serious. And he just looked at me and went, you let your past make you a fucking victim. And I, I, I rang all the producers that I knew back in England because all we had was burner phones. We didn't have our mobiles. We didn't have our bank cards. I was ringing them and I was like, he is horrible. Like, I'm honestly scared of like, his reactions just they just they just fly off the wall he he mm. what it was at times it it was scary and that's like a bold thing to say but it was so how would you like sum up the differences between you and your husband's relationship on camera to off camera i think it was more like the only way i could explain it was like breadcrumbs he knew how invested i was he knew how much i wanted it to work and he also knew that I walked away very easily at red flags. However, with this experiment, I promised my that I was going to, with the help of the experts, work through any problems. And perhaps that's what you need to do to get somewhere down the line into a serious relationship. I just think he was, like on our honeymoon, I said to him about sex again, and he was like, well, your nipple did come out of your um, nightie last night, and I, and I thought you've got great nipples, and I did actually think about having sex with you. He was like, but you were already asleep. So then I'm like trying, and that, then that morning he was saying on camera by the pool, she just expects a certain reaction from men. That is leading someone on. That's too, too mm. many mixed messages. Um, he didn't fancy me. He did tell me later on. It was just, I just felt like he was leading me on at times to just stay in the experiment. 
he was coming across like he's some sort of librarian, you know, like everything was just so vulgar. But then obviously when you hear this, and it does match his personality, and he was like it a lot more with Whitney towards the end. Like, you know, this person that doesn't like, you know, like to be too crude and everything else, but we saw it with Whitney. So it was like, well, hang uh, on a second. Going, or maybe what Gemma's saying on social media is true. Um, yeah. Just, honestly, like, when I watch it back, I think... He really, really was ready to just set me up in any scenario to paint himself as a victim. But um, I just, what he didn't realise was that he wasn't clever enough. To, he didn't, he showed his real personality too much for it to be believable. But he, a narcissist never knows they're a narcissist. That's the trouble. 100%. He yeah. doesn't, he, he, he'll never hold his hands up at his behaviour and go, I was that bad. Because mm. you just can't, you can't pick up blame from yourself. You're not, there's no humility in being a narcissist. Mm. has it put you off doing other yeah, tv I, I shows i actually had another one booked um but i cancelled it's it was never my dream to be become a reality tv show, show mm. person whatever else um and you know someone i was going to sign with has said you know oh make up with channel four and i can get you on celebs go dating it just doesn't fit my moral compass to, to take part in any more reality tv shows and i want to change what's happening and will continue to happen i don't want to be a part of that Sausage. I'd be a part of <laughs> of influencing women in when I don't feel that that's morally right. Have you spoke to any of the producers as well and said I'm not happy with how the shows come across? One for of me. the producers has actually left, and she was the one who cast Matt. So whatever you believe, okay. experts, it's all bullshit. Uh, yeah, she cast Matt, and she said to me, "But Gemma, he did say if he hadn't have done this process, he would never have got married." And I actually remember texting her and saying before I went in, like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. Like, my biggest fear is that he won't feel like we're actually married. Him, it'll mm-hmm. be a TV show. And, she, and I, that was one of the messages she didn't reply to. And it's because she knew that they told him it's a TV show. They told me, you're going to meet the love of your life. Yeah. We were set up. So kind of different different perspectives straight well, away. I just, I gave up. It's now a year of my life I've given up to the pursuit of believing in the process being a massive fangirl of married at first sight to being stitched up by by producers they knew how the best i was did you did you go in then really quite hopeful i actually booked two weeks off after the experiment thinking that i was so convinced it was going to be such such a genuine match and that Mm -hmm. it wasn't for tv Mm -hmm. and everyone that told me i got so offended i booked two weeks off thinking we're gonna be going straight to vegas and like making this legit i honestly like i got fucking tattooed for god's sakes like I, yeah oh god yeah you I'm did I'm so convinced um not just that not what wasn't shown on tv so I, I like I bought his mum a necklace like saying mother of the groom and I gave it to him on the wedding day Aww. that was all cut everything that shows the type of person I am was cut so I, I had a journal made and I wrote him love letters every day for four weeks mm. you know I really went above and beyond and I, I was obsessed with all those small little romantic details I like I, took, I had pictures of my kids printed off because I didn't have my phone like I really did try and do everything I could because I thought I was meeting the love of my life so that's when it all sort of come out at the dinner party that's probably why you were so explosive then because you know you you had tried you had done everything you had gone above and beyond and you must have been just so frustrated I was, I was really and I was really upset that um you know he said on our honeymoon on day two when I knew I wasn't going to meet the love of my life on reality tv and I just think why why didn't you tell me to go home to my kids 
And when I told him, we need to say leave if you don't want to try, you know, he's in the apartment with me or on our own. And he's like, we need to strategize. Like, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You need to strategize with me and stay here. And that's the night that he went and approached Whitney instead. Um, oh, my God. Oh my God. No wonder why you were seeing I'm red. So... There's, there's things that you're going to be shown at the, at the um, reunion and it's just you're just going to be like there's too much missing because what edit was going to be shown made sense it showed what actually yeah. happened but I feel like what he did off camera on that reunion which I'm definitely going to be speaking about what he what he did do off camera like I think if they just showed everything then you know is he at risk and that's what I think what producers are worried about but they didn't mm. think twice when they threw me under the bus with the edit of the wedding oh, day. No. And they didn't think twice when they've put in, you know, they just, the state, the safety element, I don't feel like was taken seriously at all for us. The only, the only positive for you is that the, the general opinion did change. However, you like, I was pretty shocked at the, the comments, you know, in the first few episodes. So if they kind of kept that narrative, I, you know, I'd rather to think some of the hate that you'd be getting right now. Yeah. Um, I feel like they can't, like, I'm never just, I've never disputed what I've said and what I've done, but I've always disputed what they've missed out paints everything that you do in a bad light. And, you know, Matt's online now saying about the edit and the edit ruins lives, but I'm not saying that I didn't say what I said and he said what he said. We're all there to be judged for what we've actually done. Mm. And that's, I think we're all actually okay with that, apart from Matt. Um, but, to be judged knowing that, well, actually, if you knew the other details, it, your opinion would be so different. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But I, I still think that, thankfully, everyone saw, uh, like, the playful side of you. Everyone kind of knew that it was just your humour yeah. in the end and that's who you yeah. are. And then they, 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 they loved you for it. But more so, I, I think that when you started calling out how bad it was, I think it opened people's eyes up a yeah. little bit to think, yeah, actually, you, you can tell it's bad. Um, has has Whitney approached you at all since, no, so since, Whit since filming? No, so Whitney's actually blocked the whole cast on uh, Instagram when she, as soon as we all came out. She blocked everybody, okay. and she also blocked, like, welfare. Like, she just... She's just... Honestly, she's another level. <laughs> she's another level. So maybe they're suited, then? No. I, I do genuinely believe now that Whitney is she just needs love and I do believe that she uh, got together with Matt with um a happy ending in mind Matt is just a showman like he'll do whatever he would have done whatever he could have to stay on tv so actually you think Whitney deserves better than Matt oh I don't know if Whitney deserves better but I think she I don't feel like her emotions are safe with Matt I feel like she's gonna become more damaged if you know don't want to give you any spoilers, but like, I just, I feel like she, and I, I, I mean, you'll see at the reunion tonight that, you know, I can't wait. <laughs> there was, there was no, there was no ill feeling from me towards Whitney because I always believe a woman's been fed the narrative by the man. Mm -hmm. We're all stupid enough to believe what a man says or think, oh yeah, his ex must have been crazy. No, actually. I blame Disney, you know, like just Cinderella and Prince Charming and everything yeah. else. I think it's, it's tricked us all. <laughs> right, let's get on to some questions. Okay. The, fir the first one that is just staring at me in the face is, have you found love since the show? No, I haven't. Do you know what? I've actually, 
I've had sex once the last like month. <laughs> I used to have sex all the time. I feel like this has been like the kiss of death for my love life. Like, <laughs> oh, because no. I feel like normal guys, like really nice normal guys, think, oh, she's been on TV. She's not going to be interested now. And then mm. all the ones that, you know, shoot their shot, I'm like, wow, I've just invited more creeps into my DMs. Um, no. Not- Your guard's up a little bit then. Oh, 100%. I'm so scared. Mm. Like, I'm so scared. Um, yeah, I just, I know, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready. I've never been not ready. <laughs> We're going to all keep our fingers crossed for you because you, I mean, above anyone else in the show, after Matt, you definitely deserve it. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I make myself very happy and I don't think I realised actually how marriage, like if it happens, it's a bonus, but if it doesn't, then it's actually okay. Whereas I think I thought meeting someone and getting married would complete me. Yeah, well, I think that's what was quite attractive about you when you come in, you know, like you, you have, you've got your children, you've got your business, yeah. like you were kind of set up on your own anyway. Yeah. So everything is a bonus. Yeah. Um, People want to know who was the most genuine ones in the show? Um. Thomas and Adrian, Shanita and Jordan, and Zoe and Jenna. Who do you keep the most contact with? Um, we've got like a group chat between like Sophie and Shanita for Shanita's birthday at the moment. So I think we're talking like every day. Um, Thomas, I speak to the most. Um, and Adrian, to be fair. Like Adrian, at first, we were face each other about three times a day. Um, and he made me watch my first commitment ceremony. He made me watch it on the TV whilst I was on FaceTime so I wouldn't watch it. And he was like, right, you watch mm-hmm. it now. He was like, and I'm going to sit with you and put my arm around you. So you have me on the laptop. <laughs> I know, it's so cute. And he's like, rang me and been like, have you watched it? And I watched the, um, obviously I've heard everything, but to watch it when you've left is quite a different thing. Like you're like, I knew this would happen, but he buried Matt at that uh, dinner party. Really? Do, do you know what? Do you know what was edited out of that dinner party, which actually made me really sad, which shows mm-hmm. how much Channel 4 are protecting Matt. Matt was saying to Adrian, tell me where you fucking live. And he kept saying it again and again. And we've all got mics, we've all got our mics on and there's different people listening to our mic packs. No one from Channel 4 intervened. That is in our contract, aggressive behaviour, you should be removed straight away. Yeah. Peter was. You should be removed and, and there'll be no tolerance. That man got aggressive again and again and he said things like that to people. Tell me where you fucking live. Is, that's pretty bad and never removed. Nikita looks like a complete angel compared to some of You know of what? I actually asked the producers who was one of the best people to film with last year and they said Nikita. And it was because, you know, Aww. it was COVID time and, um, yeah, it's just like there was an incident and I just said it was just there was no tolerance because of COVID. Wow. Mm. Okay. Um, does she regret leaving the show? No, sorry, does she regret going on the show? That's one of the questions. I hate, I hate the regret no, questions. I, I always feel because like, no, because you... I think if, if people know how I feel, then maybe they won't make the same mistake. Yes, I do regret yeah. it. I mm. really believed that the, oh, you do. that the process existed. I believe yeah. that the experts were choosing our matches. They don't. I believed oh. that, um, you know, meeting the experts once a week on camera... And having this therapy session for an hour is not support of your relationship. There is not constant support. Welfare and the people that come to visit you, they have to stay unbiased. So you're not getting support of like, maybe you could try this with him. They don't get involved. There is no support. Um, you know, him, like he came in one day, like when it was really bad. And in front of welfare, he brought me like a body butter that he had kept from, he got put in Champneys before our wedding. 
And he walked in mm-hmm. and he went, oh, it's got like a little, I've used a bit, it's got a hole. He said, maybe I've put my dick in it. And like, I did, this is at the stage where he's telling me like, don't be dirty. And welfare were like, oh, he sounds like he's being better. Like, that was good. That Like, he's coming to you a bit more. And then, you know, the next day criticising me for being vulgar still. I just, mm-hmm. I just can't, I just regret that I trusted them. I regret that I listened, like Paul called me personally we had a FaceTime and he told he asked me uh, in regards to your match you know do you want uh this oh sorry my curry's orders just come (laughs) 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 right hi again (laughs) right carrying on um I just want to quickly say I was absolutely loving the experts up until they decided that uh, Whitney and Matt were a match because they had some scientific evidence. How much of that do you believe? Not a fucking word of it. Um, <laughs> okay, good. So the experts have actually got earpieces in and they're constantly being told what to say, which direction to head in by Channel 4. There's a woman that's literally, it, she's in the gallery and she's got an earpiece. Sometimes they'll, oh. you can hear them muttering in their ear and they'll just completely drop whatever they were saying and just move on to something else. So yeah. to say, oh, here's the scientific, ev- like where's the scientific evidence? What was it? Because it's absolute bullshit. Yeah, and I think the viewers watching it who absolutely do have loved the show did just sit there and think, this feels like a letdown because that's bullshit. And if they think that we don't know it's bullshit, then come on, Channel 4. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they thought that that was going to just be brushed under the carpet. I think mm. I, I, I really do believe in marriage. Like, on, on my grandparents gave me that, you know, which I'm very grateful for, that belief. Um. But, you know, that's kind of what the show entailed, it, it, you know, insinuated that, that it was their sort of ethos. Mm-hmm. To see it just sort of so flippantly, br- like, washed away I, is offensive. Whether you believe in marriage or not, if you watch that show to see a bit of traditional sort of views on marriage, I've, I saw it as, like, a short courtship and a marriage, which is what... Mm-hmm. Um, so they've just I think they've just I think they've fucked it now I cannot imagine this show moving forward I you know I've absolutely said the same because like you said the thing is with marriage at first sight it, it was it was just such a huge like a process that everyone just loved watching because yeah are they going to be happy ever after or not but when the Matt Whitney thing happened it felt very much more like Love Island <laughs> that's already a TV show we don't need that on this and yeah I think I think a lot of viewers are really frustrated with that yeah. but Somebody said, um, was any of Married at First Sight's stage? Because I noticed the coincidental drone over the bridge kiss. So, yeah, um, we would have to redo certain things like a few ta- a few times. Um, sorry, it's a season. Um, yeah, we had to do certain things a few times, but I wouldn't say very much was set up. I would just say, like, with the Matt and Whitney in the kitchen with the candles, him eating a china cup. That was filmed after everything had happened so sometimes right. we have to film certain things which i understand to make sense to the viewer yeah but um you know get people to speak on it don't set up fake scenes so yeah mm. scenes and also you know after that girl's day where whitley said she would rather be with matt um and i was obviously devastated i was devastated because i said to her you know i'm just upset that he's shown you her side of himself he's not allowing me to see when i've asked to see it i was like that's just i'm his wife uh, yeah, and then I'm sat on the steps afterwards saying like my gut instinct they set that scene up like well you need to talk about this and I was like well there's obviously something happening I still didn't know I was like obviously there's something happening for you to be setting up this scene and I thought well maybe it's not maybe they're just doing it just in case 
Um, so Makes you a little bit paranoid then, doesn't it? I mean, I was paranoid anyway because you know, <laughs> we walked into that retreat and they're both at the front walking in together. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw us all running. I can't remember. I, I've I only watched that one recently. Um, yeah, I'll do, it's not, I wouldn't say staged, but like I say, we are coerced. We, mm. uh, yeah, well, we saw, we see the, um, the unlimited supply of alcohol. Something I spoke about on my story last night. So, yeah. That Girls and Boys Day where he said about Princess Anna Poundshot, Naomi Campbell, um, he was a bottle of Prosecco. We, we were all rationed before filming. We'd be like, oh, you can have a couple of beers. And then they'd be like, oh, we've got another spare one for all of you. So then you'd think you're getting a treat, but you're not. They're getting you a bit pissed. Yeah. And Thomas was given a bottle of Prosecco and told it was hidden somewhere. And they, t- they told him where, and he went and drank it all by himself. They would get Thomas fucking steaming. So he, and you can see at the dinner parties how drunk he was because the wine. Oh, bless him. They stitch us all up on that one because your emotions are, you know, you get these fucking question cards come out and, you know, it's already kicking off. They, they, yeah. Alcohol never runs out. Our recycling bin must have had about 200 bottles in it after a dinner. Yeah. It was wrong. It's really, really wrong. Like, say, Winter on Love Island, I'm friends with her sister, and she she was given wine on her own before all those arguments with Teddy. It's oh my god, like reality TV. Bit naughty, really, isn't it? I mean, but they did the same on Geordie Shore. I think a lot of the Geordie Shore girls said the same. There was a lot of alcohol encouraged, you know, so it'll make them kick off and make good TV. But it's a little bit toxic. Can't lie, a little bit toxic to do that. It is. Um, one really cool question I've got is, um, if you could go back and choose your own husband out of the bunch, who would you pick? Easy. I would choose PJ. Do you know what? When I heard that there was a black stripper that had just left, I was like, yeah. you know what I asked for? Black or mixed race? Yeah. Um, like, just someone really kind. And I said, absolutely no steroids. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> no steroids. Um, PJ, he's just the kindest. He was so lovely, yeah. We still, we still speak quite a lot now. I wish it was romantic, but it's just not. He loves my mum anyway. He'd definitely go out of my mum and not me. Uh, oh. But yeah, PJ, so lovely. What about Duca? Have you spoke to him since leaving the show? Is he okay? Very much. Um, Duca, I think Duca's like, you know, the edit, it, he kept saying, I don't know why everyone keeps arguing the edit. And I'm like, because the edit went in your fucking favour. Uh, Mm, yeah <laughs> I feel like yeah he he had a rough time too we've we've been each other's support up until we needed it we just it's just you can't talk to all tw- another 19 people yeah maintain all those friendships but um I'm, we're gonna see each other at Shanita's birthday so that's gonna be quite oh that's exciting yes yes yeah um someone said any positives um that you can take away from the experiment um just knowing that I know I did everything I could so I know I know I've got it in me if I meet the right person to do it. But I yeah. didn't know if I did. I really didn't think I'd had it in me. My friends all criticise me, part of the reason I promised myself I wouldn't walk away. As soon as there's the, you know, if they're like active on WhatsApp like three hours ago, well, three hour, every every five minutes or three hours and they're not messaging me back, I'm like, block. I'm fucking <laughs> roof. Any, I would not sit and make a fucking scarf out of red flags like I did with Matt. I would literally one red flag. Yeah. Done. Blocked, delete them. I just don't. I don't hesitate, and my friends will criticise me for that. So I thought I need to work through the red flags then. Mm. 
But you, I guess you've just taken away from it that you, you don't want to waste any more time, really. I don't want to waste anyone else's time. I think my kids are just the lovers of my life. And I just think right now, maybe that's one of the bonuses is that I came back and thought, my life is enough. I had to, I do, I need to start like enjoying what I've got. Right. Mm. Milestone, I'm missing out on life. So if you're not too sure about any more TV shows and you just said you did cancel one, does, does that mean we won't be seeing you on our screens anymore from, from now? I don't know. I, I think the only sort of things I would be really interested in would be like the jungle. Yes. I fucking, he- I can't even be in a room with a moth. I paid my son a fiver a couple of weeks ago to get a spider off the wall. And he was like five pound now. <laughs> he, uh, he knew what better was. There was a red spider on the floor the other day. And my kids weren't there. It was fucking huge. And I saw it had a shadow. So I put a towel over it and hit it with a shoe. I'm so sorry, vegans. <laughs> um, and I stayed in a hotel the next night because I was too scared to stay in the house. No, hey, did you? Up. What if the spider was still there? I couldn't do it. I couldn't check. That's an extreme reaction. So how, how, I don't know if you could be in the jungle. Well, I, think it would, I think it would like maybe cure me of my yeah. And the weight loss would be fantastic. Could you eat kangaroo bollocks? I eat bollocks for breakfast, lunch and dinner, darling. Love it. <laughs> so just a walk in the park I'd then. Be fine. Like, here's this camel dick. And I'd be like, easy, give me a hard one. <laughs> you know, I mean, that or Celebrity Big Brother. Like, I'd be like, up for something that the edit didn't change the storyline. <laughs> yeah well big brother mostly is is kind of what it is isn't it that just cameras set up and you're just doing you so i think i'd i think i'd love that and i think i just get on with people i do genuinely get on with people mm. quite shocked i was in there that i bet it was people i didn't get on with could you do like a dancing one like dancing ice or strictly <laughs> are you joking i can't even like sometimes the other day i had a coffee cup and i threw it in the toilet i think it was the bin i've got no coordination or <laughs> And I was like, why the fuck have I just done that? But <laughs> trusted with knives on my feet going across the fucking ice. Oh, it'd be awful as well. I'm so clumsy. Do you remember that one where, um, do you remember Mark from EastEnders? He was on it. I can't remember. I'm going to YouTube it in a minute. Got a YouTube it. He just disappeared off into the tunnel because he couldn't skate. And he was like, oh, he like waved his arms up like, I give up. Be- <laughs> it, was, it was iconic. I could, yeah, I just... Nah, Strictly Come Dance and all that shit. No, thank you. I mean, I'd be up for, like, the affair with your dancer. Oh, 100%. Well, I'm married, so not, I mean, I wouldn't, but, you know, I'd, I'd support anyone else. Yeah, as long as they're single. Like, I'm not down Yeah, this man. But, yeah, I'd be, up, I'd be up for the shagging between the Yeah, I can imagine it gets quite steamy in those, like, practice dance halls. <laughs> like, dirty dancing. But I still, even that, nah, the fantasy is better than the reality. I can't, I don't think I'd be good for dancing. <laughs> I just can't it's just I just really want I mean I'm happy to do the influencer thing I'm not up for paid for ads I know everyone's like but you can make money I don't mm. filter my voice out or filter like I've never I didn't come to this to make money like even I like, magazine interviewed last week and even that I donated it to charity too scared to say I'm too scared to charity in case people go oh she's like a home person giving a homeless man filming it on Facebook filming and giving her a coffee I mean it's, it's not yeah. I'm doing it to be chauvinistic. I'm doing it because money from anyone that's a bad penny. But, oh, people love to slay. Do you know, if I could describe you as a song, it would be pink, raise your glass, because I think that you have been a proper 
bad bitch, but in the best way from the show. I've loved following your Instagram stories. I'm so grateful that you've come on here to talk to me today. I hugely appreciate it. It's just nice. It's just nice to know that people want to hear the the bigger point, which is just, you know, it's not real. They do. And you've got so much love for it. And I mean, even, even Nikita, um, I remember watching Nikita after the show on her Instagram and she did say some things about the edits. And I think it is such an important message to get across because it's so easy to get swept up in, you know, kind of this fake story. And, you know, it's, it's important to remember, actually, it's real people with real mental yeah. health as well on a show for entertainment and everything 